At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Beeson's Primetime Action on a Tuesday night from the South Point Hotel Casino. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Midland, U.S. Open Golf tonight. We'll begin our talks in earnest about that golf's third major. Rex Hoggard will join us, golf writer from the Golf Channel, to discuss such things. Uh, we'll also talk about a big basketball game in Brooklyn. The drama that is James Harden, I guess, is where we start tonight, Matt. And it is official as of about five minutes ago. I mean, it was, if you were on Twitter this morning like I was, that floated real quick that it was a change in status for Harden. And usually that means they're going to try to give it a go. And uh, that is going to be the case. So the starting lineup tonight will be Harden, Brown, Harris, Durant, and Griffin. Uh, It's going to be your starters for the Nets tonight. Uh, James Harden with that news what that's done. Uh, Kelly, when did you get your number? You said yesterday afternoon. Oh, or I, yeah, I jumped on the Bucks minus three right as they announced Irving and Harden would be out for the game. Yeah. I loved that number. So, and then I tried to do a Matt Brown uh, pullover on the side of the road this morning <laughs> when I saw no, all these texts hitting my phone about Harden upgraded to questionable. I didn't get it, though. I didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, so uh, it, it got all the way to four this morning, and then the news broke. And now it is down to if you if you look at at DraftKings, it's down to almost a pick'em right now. Actually, um, it, it, was, is, it was actually in increments from out to doubtful to questionable. So I got mine in the doubtful phase, Brooklyn plus three, and then Brooklyn money line. So there there were so many different times you could have gotten this, and and plenty of time during those times to get him. But questionable, as you said, and now he's in. And actually, wow, crazy! It's it's just been flashing ever since the news went uh, went. Uh, f- uh, full go here over at FanDuel, the the Nets are now favored. Doesn't surprise me. So it, it doesn't is, surprise me. They it has done be. the full flip here. Well, I guess just because the news has been around all day long, it, I guess it's, it's the thing like we talk about all, like, all, all the time that like Did until it's this? official, official like <laughs> then people don't move on it. You know, like but the news has been around all day long. So um, I yeah. wouldn't feel too bad with your number either because we don't know if he's going to go past forty three well, seconds either. <laughs> like, we don't. I, honestly, the uh, the the Matt bets it's only a like two and a half point middle he's uh, set up for himself. But what, I mean, hey, it's uh, it's better than what I've got. That's for sure. I, but I I mean, any of ours could hit. To Tonight. We're all over the place with this game. Yeah, so as we sit right now at DraftKings, the Bucks are still a half-point favorite. But like I said, there are shops out there that have now flipped completely where the Nets are the favorite. So just be sure and shop around if that's what you uh, – depending on which side you want to be on here. 222 is your total as we sit right now. Um, you know, series tied 2-2. Two to two. Nets won – Games one and two by eight and thirty-nine, respectively. The Bucks won three and four by three and eleven points. Of course, Kyrie 
left game four, only playing 17 minutes for them in that game. But in those 17 minutes, he had 11 points and five rebounds. Bucks got 34 and 12 rebounds from Giannis. Chris Middleton chipped in with 19 points and eight assists. And then you had P.J. Tucker with 13 points, including three of six from downtown for them on the Bucks side of things. The Nets got 28 from Durant. He was only one of eight from downtown, though, so he had a bad night from three. Nobody else on the Nets scored more than Kyrie's 11 that he scored in his 17 minutes whenever he left the game. So it was Durant and nobody else, absolutely no help whatsoever. From three, the Bucks were 16 for 47 for 34%. The Nets were 10 of 33 for 30.3%. So needless to say, whatever they can get from Harden tonight is much, much needed because uh, Durant struggling to get any sort of help whatsoever. And look, even if you're even if you're Harden and you just stand out at the three-point line and you just try totally. to help space things yes. out a little bit, and he can hit a three, he won't need the hamstring to, you know, to, to hit a three. I mean, like, just him being out there and the threat of him being out there, I think, really does change the dynamic. I didn't again. think I didn't think they'd bring him back today, almost like regardless if he was feeling almost perfect. I thought they would wait until maybe they lost a game and was really backs against the wall. But absolutely, Matt, you could get you can get through almost a half as long as he can move, you know, seventy five percent by just playing decoy games with him for sure. Well. We were most surprised by the fact that he was even ruled out right. as early as he was. That, to me, is the biggest surprise yes, of all Yes, I of agree. This. I agree. Uh, so the fact that we're here is probably where we should have started, quite frankly. I'm wondering when we hear the story if this will be that, that he went to them and begged or yes. if they went to him and begged. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. I, I think that he went to, the, to them and begged. That's my guess. I think this is probably the player saying... I got to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to give it a try. And who are they to say no to James Harden? If he yeah, wants to try. I understand. I think it's yeah. I, that's an uncomfortable conversation. I'm sure they I'm sure the Lakers had to have it with Anthony Davis and cuz you got to think about the future of the team too, but I you can't I, it's hard to blame anybody. I, I think what cracks me up is how many times I've seen on Twitter in the past couple hours the like, oh, this has got to be the first time ever a guy's gone from out to playing in 24 hours. If you bet NBA basketball as much <laughs> as we do, no, you get the, no. you get this uh, near heart attack once every week or so. Uh, real quick, because we have some first pitches here coming up in uh, several minutes, and I have a couple plays on them. Let's get to those. Oh, you do? All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we hopefully hadn't missed a couple of these yet. But, no, we're good. Uh, real close, 8-10 Eastern. Uh, we have the Rays and the White Sox. That is Shane McClanahan going up against Dallas Keuchel. If you want to play this one, nearly a coin flip, minus 112 Dallas Keuchel and the Sox, minus 105 on McClanahan and the Rays. Another 8-10 Kyle Gibson. For the Rangers, Lance McCullers for the Astros. As you would imagine, McCullers and the Astros, minus 190 favorites, plus 155 if you want Gibson. And the Rangers, 810 Eastern, 510 Pacific, Luis Castillo and the Reds against Brett Anderson and the Brewers. This one is a coin flip, 107 and 108 on both sides for that one, depending on which way you want to go. Another 810 Eastern, Tigers and Casey Mize versus the Royals and Mike Miner. Not as big a not as big a favorite Mike Miner today as we saw Brady Singer was yesterday, but uh, Miner minus one thirty nine plus one twenty on Mize and the Tigers eight fifteen Eastern five fifteen Pacific Trevor Rogers and the Marlins going up against Quang Hyung Kim and the Cardinals Cardinals and Kim minus one twenty five favorites plus one oh six on Rogers and the Marlins and then a eight forty. 
Eastern, 540 Pacific, U Darvish and the Padres against Chichi Gonzalez. And the Rockies minus 245 on Darvish and the Padres. All right, so my two plays on, on the season, pre-flop baseball, I have only made 27 plays. I'm 17 and 10. Uh, as given out on a numbers game, and most of those here on primetime action as well. 17 and 10 for plus 7.49 units. Um, that's it, just 27 plays, but it's been successful doing it that way very deliberately. So here, starting in just a couple minutes, I am on the over four, over four runs minus 125. I got this earlier in the day. The White Sox and the Rays, first five. Uh, and this is very similar to a play I had, was it earlier this week? No, it was last week, and their last uh, time that Dallas Keuchel was on the hill. Basically, Keuchel still an elite ground ball pitcher for the White Sox, as he was with the Astros. But the difference is this year, he's not striking out anybody. His strikeout rate is south of 14%. Um, the White Sox, on the other hand, are number one in baseball, number one out of 30 Major League Baseball teams against lefties and weighted on base. So I like the first five over four minus 125. Remember, that's the play that Danielle and I had last week where we scored the three runs in a Keuchel game in the first inning. Same exact play. Couldn't get to the four and a half that night. Only got four total runs. So we're giving the over four a shot here at minus 125. First five between the White Sox and the Rays. And the other is an under in a first five, under four and a half. Royals and the Tigers um, sort of flip-flop on this. The Tigers, 30th in all of baseball um, against left-handed pitching, weighted on base. So the Tigers, bottom of the barrel in that category. Um, and I like Casey Mize a lot as the Tigers pitcher. I had a 200-to-1 ticket on him a couple years ago to win AL Rookie of the Year. He never even got called up. That was the year where Jordan Alvarez was sitting there in my face at 200-to-1, and I picked the wrong guy. But I like the under 45 in that one, Royals Tigers first five also set to start here momentarily. If you want to ride with those, you can slip them in. Can we go back to basketball last night? Um, and let's talk about the game that was on when we were here. From we were here for most of it. We were here till the last four minutes of the Sixers Hawks game. Hawks end up winning this game one hundred three to one hundred. Uh, while we were here, the Sixers had a massive spurt late in the second quarter. Took an eighteen point lead in that ball game, but in the second half. Uh, Joel Embiid, 0 for 12 from the field. Yeah. Uh, Trey Young for the game, you know, he, he he appeared a little hampered. Certainly, he was he was getting a treatment on his shoulder. Big, big uh, get up on his shoulder a couple times during this game. Uh, that didn't stop him. Maybe in some ways his most impressive performance to me, because not only 25 points, but 18 assists. And somehow the Sixers, who had it seemed like five or six chances to put this game away, couldn't score on the final sequence. I'm not sure how they didn't. And the Hawks end up winning this game. And we were watching this after the show uh, in studio. And I went back and watched it later. And I still have no idea how the Hawks managed to win this basketball game. But as it stands, it's 2-2. Two to two. The Sixers were seven-point favorites in game three, uh, excuse me, game uh, five, rather, tomorrow night, the first of two tomorrow night. Now it's down to six, which appears a little more reasonable to me. The Hawks took money at plus seven. Um, but we're knotted up to a piece. The market didn't really buy into that win too much, uh, but then when it got to seven or when it came out at seven, people were like, okay, that's a little ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I guess what it comes down to for me is how much do we buy into maybe this whole, maybe the injury thing did did start to affect Embiid, right? I mean, like this is, this is by, this might have been his worst game of, of the season. Like it just happened to come in this playoff. I mean, four of 20. From the floor for him, I mean, yeah, he had 21 rebounds, but a lot of that was he was just standing underneath the goal. The ball like fell, fell on his arm, turned the ball over four times, 
as well. Only 17 points for him in the game. And, I mean, it was it was bad. I mean, he just looked all kinds of out of sorts. But, I mean, even even Trey Young, I think the, the thing here that's most kind of discouraging from a Sixers side is, like, it wasn't one of those deals where they really – they really blew him out of the way with their stars either. I mean, Trey Young was 8 of 26 from the floor, 3 of 11 from deep. He had a ton of assists, but uh, Bogdanovich was was 9 of 24 from the floor, Herder 4 of 10. So it wasn't like you got this massive performance from some of these other guys. Gallo was 1 of 6, so you didn't get anything from Gallo either. So it's really interesting to me that you look at this and like, yeah, Embiid was off, but uh, you start to look down, you see Tybal, he didn't play well. Milton didn't contribute at all. Hill didn't give him anything. So it was one of those things like Kelly, you know, why I was saying before this series, why I was saying, you know, the the reason I did not think that this would have been the most likely of sweeps was because I was worried about the Embiid thing. And, and without Embiid, we've seen this team and like they just don't have, they just don't really have that spark. I mean, you get a game yeah. like a four of 20 from the floor from Embiid and uh, I mean, boy, it'd be just, tough to win. It was painful to watch at times. Yeah, he's, uh, I, and we didn't really fully real. I, I, you know, I did the same thing. I went back last night, rewatched the whole game basically from, not the whole game, I started about second quarter. You know, and seeing the deficit that the Hawks got in, it, it really did seem. Uh, you know, I hit halftime, and it was like, man, how did how did we stand here in the studio last night and watch this team yeah. come back? I mean, and you're talking about a team that shot 36 percent from the field, like is winning a playoff game is 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 pretty wild. I, I mean, I think if you're a 76ers backer or a Hawks backer like myself. You're both rightfully concerned about your big stars. I mean, I, I think Trey was. I, I, I think you're right with the assists, and I think that that shows the versatility and unselfishness of Trey Young that he knows he can contribute to his team in another way, dishing the ball. But I think yeah, he started that game shooting a lot, and the shot clearly wasn't there. And I think that's really when he went more into facilitator mode. He r- racked up a lot of those assists in the second half. And uh, so I'm still a little concerned about that. And, um, you know, and then with Embiid, I, Matt, we, yes, we've said it from the beginning. I, I don't think this is where I was bullish even with the Hawks going into this series because mm-hmm. I thought Embiid was probably going to miss some time, maybe a game or more. But I if they don't have him, I, I still think the Hawks are a better team th- than the 76ers if they don't have Embiid at full strength. But you just got well, now we just got to see with Trey Young yeah, and, like we just, and we just don't and we don't know about Embiid. It's like you know we thought maybe he'd be slowed in this series. Give us your meniscus uh, dissertation again. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, yeah, I've had a partially torn meniscus for a decade, you know, and it's like it's. Just, comes in waves, right? Like I'll be, I'll be fine for literally months at a time, and then it'll just be like horrible pain for a week. Could you be fine for a game in a series, and then magically not the next game? Well, you know, I don't have the courtesy of you know what he's getting right. <laughs> injected in there every right. single, you know every single day. Like I would think that if I was able to get that, that I would that it would be okay. I, you know, I thought that it, it would, that it would be fine. I thought it was interesting here. Like I didn't really read too much, and even in him just going zero and twelve, like okay, we know he's banged up. Maybe maybe it's just one of those games. But then him talking after the game and, and talking about a couple plays where he you know used the words where he couldn't get up to the basket, like he couldn't yeah. jump. I thought that was that was pretty telling then that it was actually something. And you look at this, and you say like a team that shot thirty six point six percent one. They only shot thirty percent from three as well. And then it really comes down to you're like, okay, well, where's the big difference here? 
and they got eight extra possessions because the turnover was the turnover battle was twelve to four. And you know, if the one thing that the Hawks did did well in this, which they didn't do very much well, but they didn't turn the ball over, and the Sixers t- turned it over twelve times to their four, you get eight extra times with the ball. And so, you know, a game like this, you don't have to shoot all that well to get eight extra times, and you only have you only win by three. And and that's kind of the difference in the game here. But boy, it is uh, if you're if you are a Sixers fan, and there I know there's a lot of I saw a lot on a lot of the stuff on Twitter last night, Gil. I mean, there's I would have some concern as well because Embiid is definitely what makes this thing tick. And if if there is something going on there and something's wrong, it is uh it, it could be bleak. I, I mean, I think the Hawks then at that point certainly are 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 very very live. Sixers, again, six-point favorites tomorrow night as it stands right now, hosting the Hawks game number five. All of these are game fives, of course, of the series that are still going on. Before we get to the uh, Clippers and Jazz, uh, for the Islanders fans out there, uh, haven't forgotten about the Islanders and the Lightning, which got underway a few moments ago, just a a little into this game here. It's scoreless between the Islanders and the Lightning. Uh, Already some uh, fisticuffs. That's my word, by the way. Uh, the Islanders ended up plus 177 dogs in this game. And I talked to our uh, hockey expert, Andy McNeil, and said, hey, I mean, that's kind of high. Wouldn't you have played the Islanders at this price in game one? Or aren't you playing them here? And he did not pull the trigger on it last I spoke with him. Um, the Lightning, he said, they don't, they don't lose twice in a row. That's their thing. And so he just couldn't pull the trigger on it, which I thought was an interesting comment from him because that's a very non-Andy McNeil-like comment to make. Well, so are you th- are you saying you think he got close to it? Because he's been, he's been kind of dogging the Islanders for the past couple of series, he, right? Well, he's a he's a lifelong Bruins fan, right. and I don't want to say that Andy let his personal thing get in the way of his analytics, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you're saying it might have? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Seems like he would have played the Islanders here. Anyway, scoreless here. Uh, early going. Uh, just under the uh, f- uh, just under four minutes played, game number two. Islanders try to take a two to nothing lead in that best of seven NHL Stanley Cup semifinal. Obviously, the Lightning trying to knot it up about the Clippers in Utah uh, for forty three. The the final forty three plus minutes of this game last night, the Clippers not only led this game against the Jazz last night, they led it by double digits. So basically, within five minutes of opening tip off, this game was donezo. And the Clippers tied up the series two games apiece, 118 to 104. They end up beating the Jazz, easily covering the uh, five and a half. The total just goes under the 224 and a half. So it's two to two. Both teams have won on their home court. And I brought this up on the radio side this morning. Donovan Mitchell's post game remarks sort of exuded to me because he, he said, he's like, oh, you know, they haven't really done anything yet. We, you know, they won on their home court. That sort of wave off dismissive thing. And that felt to me like it was already gravitating towards, well, as long as we win on our home court, we're going to be fine. Uh, God help us, we have no chance here. Kind of thing is what the what the cartoon yeah, thought it, bubble seemed it's to say. One of those, I'm not pan- I'm not worried at all. But in like the bubbles, like yeah. all right, I'm pretty worried. I'm pretty worried about this. <laughs> um, I don't know how you felt about that or how you feel about this series as they go back to Utah tomorrow night, where the Jazz are two and a half point favorites in Game Five there. Yeah, I mean we. I've always uh, basically it's been the same story for me for this whole deal. If, if Paul George can actually play well, then I think the Clippers are are the better team and should win the series. We had just not seen Paul George play well at all, really, in the playoffs in general, much less two games in a row. Well, they've gotten two good games out of Paul George in a row. Uh, it goes for thirty-one. He also had nine boards, four assists. He had a steal as well, and you know, nine of twenty from the floor. That's for. It's all you can ask for him. Four for, he's going to be a volume shooter. That's what you can. That's all you can yeah. ask for. Yep. 
And, you know, half the shots were from deep, you know, and that's what we were talking about when we were talking about the prop, which we were saying, uh, you know, the the over two and a half three-pointers on him as well because he was going to put up eight to ten. He put up ten. Um, with that, and, and, and he made four of them, shoot 40% from three. You put up as many as he does, and and then you let Kawhi kind of do his thing. And I th- it's I think they're the better team. I mean, listen, if you look at what – if you look at – yeah, Donovan Mitchell, it's like you see 37 points. You're like, oh, 37 points. But, you know – 13 of those came from came at the line. He nine of 26 from the floor. He didn't look quite right. He didn't look quite a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think he did. And remember, they're playing catch up most of the time yeah. too, right? So a lot, a lot of those. You know, I don't want to use the phrase garbage buckets, but but they were kind of garbage because I mean yeah, they, I they had such a huge did. lead. They had such a huge <laughs> lead, like you know, like you're talking about. I mean, yeah. like the the Jazz won the third and the fourth quarter, right? And still lost by 14 points, if that tells you anything. I mean, they outscored them in the third and the fourth and still lost by 14. So are you – because I actually looked at it – I I guess I'm – I don't know how much you're reading into that game last night, Matt. I kind of threw it out, Gil, just from – they got blitzed right off the bat. When you got Morgus Morris going all, going off, he, <laughs> I scored 22 points in the first half, I think is what he had. He ended the game with 24. He scored 22 of them in the first half. And Paul George was lighting it up in the first half. I think it was, it, for me, it was a game to, a little tough to take away a lot for heading into game five because it just felt like, boom, you got blitzed. And by, kind of by the end, they were, you know, kind of giving up, waving the white flag. I, I think it's tough, but I mean, this is. I, I, Matt, I think it's it's funny to say because I love this series. I love both these teams. I mean, great teams. I'm not as high on the Clippers as a lot of people have been over the past you know year or so, but I still think they're as good as any team left. I think the Jazz are fantastic, but it feels like it really relies on Paul George yeah. or if Mike Connolly can get back. I think I think this these series, you know, go one way or the other depending on that. The Suns are going to beat whoever wins this series. It doesn't matter. Really? Yeah. Those says, are going to beat whoever wins. It. Says your tickets or says your no, brain? No, says, says my brain. Okay. After watching these two teams. There, there was a World Series before all of us were born between the Pirates and the uh, the New York Yankees. And the Yankees won like three games by a million runs. And the Pirates won all four of theirs by just the, the slightest of margins. Maybe that's this series between the Jazz and the Clippers. Uh, we'll come back. We will update all the scores that are currently going on. We realize we haven't done that yet. Yankees and Mets both tied up in their respective games at two apiece. Chris Gittins with a solo shot to tie it up for the Yankees. And Danielle's bets coming up as well. And uh, we reveal a, a 90s R&B CD for Matt uh, Brown as well. No? That's not part of it? All right. It's decent primetime Material, DraftKings VIPs enjoy exclusive benefits, enhanced promotional offers, top-tier customer support, access to personalized contests, and more. Visit DraftKings.com slash to learn more. Plus, everyone can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and new customers can get up to $1,000 as a sign-up bonus. Sign up using the promo code VSIN to claim your exclusive offer. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 21 or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gil. Danielle. Uh, Goldhorn.mp4. What mp 3 What, what? Goldhorn.mp3. 8.58 into the hockey game. It looks like the Islanders were trying to clear the puck uh, and failed to do so. And Braden Point 
point blank range just puts the uh, biscuit in the basket and it's one to nothing lightning just like that it's a, let's see what happened oh no no pardon me it wasn't a uh, clear it was a beautiful pass from behind the net uh that point sunk on the pass so one to nothing lightning uh they draw first blood in game number two obviously the proverbial I don't know if we call it a must-win situation, but obviously the Lightning don't want to fall behind the Islanders two to nothing. I'm happy to see it. You are? Yes, I am, because I have them tied into a parlay tonight with the Nets, actually. Moneyline parlay with the Lightning and the Nets. Oh, and the Mets, what, two to two in that game right now? Mets uh, and Cubs? I believe so. Last Nets. Oh, Nets. Nets. Oh, I thought you said <laughs> Mets. Pardon me. Oh, yes. my goodness, and look at this array of WNBA plays. What do you have here? Uh, so right now going on Storm and Fever. The end of the third quarter, the Storm are up by 10, 61 to 51. So we are trending under is the good news. Uh, will they be able to win by 16? They should be able to. So I hope that that come home. Uh, last time these two teams played, they did win by 15. So worst case scenario push, we hope. Uh, so then also starting in just about 30 minutes, we have the Sky and the Lynx. Gil, which are from what cities? Uh, that is from Chicago and Minnesota. Thanks that for asking. Correct. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Okay, so I'm going to take the Sky here. Candace Parker is back. Uh, they get plus three and a half here. And the Lynx are missing Ariel Powers out indefinitely. She has an injury. That's a big loss to their offense. Uh, nevertheless, I don't think either of these teams is going to be able to uh, stop each other that much on the defensive side of things. And also 160, kind of a low total uh, for the these two teams. So I'm thinking it over here and then later on tonight, about 90 minutes away, Liberty and Aces. Last time these two teams played, the Liberty had no answer for the Aces in the paint, uh, but I still like them here. Plus 14. That's a big spread. I know. I know. I took the storm minus 15, but I do like Liberty in this spot. I think they're going to learn from those mistakes, find a way to slow down at least the Aces in the paint. And I definitely think we're going to see an over in this game as well. And then as I said, Lightning Nets Moneyline Parlay to a little bit of NHL and NBA action combined and one yes run first inning for the Angels and A's game at 640. Islanders, Pacific. On, Islanders on a power play, by the way, subsequent to that goal. I think it was Steven Stamkos, if I'm uh, correct, went to the penalty box for the Lightning. Um, so we'll see if that holds up, if that one nothing lead holds up. You, you rat- changed the odds a lot. So yeah. the, the Lightning were minus 455, and it fell all the way to 360. That'll Oof. do it. Yeah. That'll do it. Now, whether they convert or not, if they don't convert, that'll jack back up mm-hmm. to about minus four. 60-ish right after that, or north of that, uh, by a few ticks. So you have the one first inning bet. So you did ratchet back first inning bets. I had some earlier today, and uh, they were winners so far. Oh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I did ratchet it back for tonight's game. So you ratcheted back nothing. Yesterday, though, to be to be transparent, it was one in three. So did okay. not go well yesterday, as you kind of foreshadowed. Well, I'm just saying. Things are, winds <laughs> are changing. Winds are, are shifting. Okay. Uh, is this the first time you had the Aces in anything, WNBA? It's the first time I ever remember seeing them. Las Vegas uh, Aces. Well, I'm not on the Aces. But no, I yeah. know. But anything re- re- involved with the Aces? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's, can we review just with the Nets uh, real quick? You have them in a parlay. You have the middle. Plus yeah. four, and then the Bucks minus one. I have yeah. plus three and a money line on the Nets. And you, Kelly? I have Bucks minus three. All right. So how can we, can we all win? No. No, because I already know between me and Matt, we cannot all win. So who, where is the greatest number? Like we, where, we can where can most win. of the success be? You're saying like, no. what's the best combination? Yeah. Here? Like if Matt uh, loses and can us three win? The, the Nets <laughs> winning and, uh, and covering all numbers would be the best case scenario for the most amount of people on this show. Yes. But, Kelly, but I'm going to cry about it. Kelly threw the monkey wrench into the perfect <laughs> score for all of us thing. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
Um, Kelly, I'd love to for you to squeeze in all the games right now, but there's probably no time, so we'll probably do it right after the break. Uh, but I will say the Yankees and the Mets anyway. Both of those games tied up at two games, uh, two apiece, rather I should say. Uh, Yankees again. Chris Gittens uh, solo shot, bottom of the fourth, two to two in Toronto. Runners at first and second, two out for the Jays. And then on the Mets, uh, also the bottom of the fourth, uh, or I believe the end of the fourth, if you will, two to two between the Cubs and the Mets. Mets were down two. Uh, and tie that one back up. We'll update everything else. It's a Matt Harvey day, too. We'll see how he's doing. Uh, his start in Baltimore. And uh, see how my uh, first fives are going. We'll update everything in baseball. And we're not above looking at uh, NBA championship odds. We talk about everything else, but we never just talk about who's going to win this thing. What are the current odds? We'll look at that with all the injuries going around right here on Prime Primetime Action next. is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VSIN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on vsin.com slash MLB and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at vsin.com slash subscribe. Gil. Uh, let's update everything, as promised. Kelly Bidlin, what's going on around Major League Baseball? Yeah, we got uh, – I'm going to start with the basketball game that just started. We got 2-2 right off the bat there. Uh, we're just about a minute in, and we are still one nothing in hockey. So nothing major difference there. Uh, live numbers on that game are Lightning minus 350. Uh, and about Islanders plus 270-ish coming back the other way, 5.5 the live total as far as uh, baseball. Uh, we got Nationals all over the Pirates. That is six to nothing in the top of the sixth inning right now. Uh, the Cubs and Mets still tied up at two. Uh, top of the fifth in that game. Mets are a minus one fifty live favorite. Cubs plus one twenty and eight and a half the total. Reds and Brewers scoreless. Top of the third. Uh, if you wanted to get in live, Brewers minus one twenty five. Reds minus one oh five and six and a half your total. Marlins and Cardinals scoreless. That just in the top of the second inning. The uh, Blue Jays now with a 5-2 to two lead over the Yankees, bottom of the fourth. Uh, Blue Jays minus 650 live. If you wanted to get in on the Yankees, you can get over 4-1, to one, about plus 450 on them right now. 11.5, your live total. Indians up on the Orioles, 4-1, to one, bottom of the fourth. Uh, no live numbers currently posted for that. The Tigers on top of the Royals early, one to nothing, bottom of the second. The Tigers minus 125 live. Royals minus 105 and 7.5 and the total. Rangers, Astros scoreless, bottom of the second inning. Uh, Astros minus 220 live, though, right now. Rangers plus 180 and 6.5. And uh, your live total shaded to the over. White Sox and Rays just getting going. That is 0-0, top of the second inning. If you wanted to get in live, though, White Sox minus 140, Rays plus 110, and 7.5 your live total. Red Sox up on the Braves big, 5-0, bottom of the third inning. Red Sox minus 500 live, Braves plus 375, and 12.5 your live total. And the Islanders have just knotted it up. I believe Nelson on a goal. Um, Yes, Nelson from, is it? Yeah. 
Bailey to Nelson. Oh, deflection to Nelson. Hey, what do you know on deflection? I don't know if that was Nelson or uh, Zajac who ends up getting credited with the goal. But a ricochet in, and it is one-to-one. Islanders and Lightning still in the first period. Isles tie it up again, up in the series, one to nothing. Bucks up nine to two early. With that, uh, minus one eighty on the Lightning, plus one forty on the Islanders. So uh, not quite pre-flop, but uh, more towards that now, or a little, little, little past that. Uh, shifted towards the Islanders a bit. By the way, the big hit in the uh, Blue Jays uh, getting a three-run lead against the Yankees. Bo Bichette with a two-run uh, RBI uh, hit to. Extend the lead from three to two to five to two in that one. I guess Vlad Guerrero did not hit a home run last no, time he was up. Yet. Yes. Yes. Should be pointed out every yes. time he's up. He was up uh, later in that inning. Okay. Um, Danielle, what have you brought for us here NBA-wise? Some NBA championship odds. So, obviously, the Suns knocked off the Lakers and then swept their uh, nuggets as well. So, odds have shifted definitely uh, since we last looked at these. The Nets are still the short shot favorite at most books. 3-1 to one at BetMGM, 3-1 to one at Circa, and plus 325 at DraftKings. Uh, the Bucks right behind them, plus 330 at BetMGM, plus 325 at Circa, and 4-1 to one at DraftKings. The Suns are 4-1 to one at BetMGM and Circa, and plus 375 at DraftKings and the Jazz also in the mix 4 to 1 at BetMGM 5 to 1 at Circa and plus 450 at DraftKings. This is interesting in many ways. One, just go to the bottom for a second. You think if you run this simulation the rest of the NBA playoffs that the Hawks, the Hawks, they win this one more than one in 50 times. To, right? They would have to, right? So 50 to 1 is probably value on the Hawks. 101 on DraftKings yesterday for the Hawks before the game. Yeah, um I, if you're telling me you must pick one team, this is such a crapshoot at this point with all the injuries. Like, you have no idea. But I would think the Clippers at plus 550 would still be the play. I mean, I'm a guy who had the Nets and the Clippers from the outset in the finals, so I would just stick to that. But I would have zero confidence in it. So that's that's another one that shifted big time. I almost pulled the trigger on them, Gil, before the game last night at plus 850. Mm-hmm. I was like, that feels like a huge number on the Clippers. Wish I had now, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that one. I think this game tonight's huge. Obviously, you know these are these are taken down right now. But the, I mean, three to one on a Nets team that if I felt like I was getting hardened back in any decent shape to play the rest of this postseason, that's a big number. Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen a three to one on the Nets. This is one of these rare markets at any given point where if you said any one of these seven teams, I wouldn't laugh you out of the room. Which I think is noteworthy about this particular market right at this yeah, moment. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree at all, actually. Matt, you're sitting pretty with your son's tickets. Yeah, so I just, be, it's yeah. hard for me to even, yeah. yeah, it's hard for me to look at this through anything other than my, my pretty little orange glasses that I've got <laughs> on right now that, like, just, you know, Phoenix or bust at this point. <laughs> Kelly's about to do something like this. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> going to hop down and hop in the car, drive down there, give yeah. them a pep talk and everything before whenever the series comes about. But yeah, I guess it's a little easier for me to see through my Hawks red glasses. huh? Yeah, I mean, you. what do you have them at? 65 to 1 to oh, win okay. the East and 150 to win it all. When did you get that? Preseason. Okay, so that that's a great lesson, by the way. Just to, let's let's say you know give another sort of betting one on one kind of thing. That's a lesson in sometimes futures markets and oftentimes futures markets before a season starts or at many points during a season. And we're not just talking about basketball; we're talking about baseball, football, anything. That juicy numbers 
can often be had or close to those numbers can often be had at the beginning of a postseason and sometimes this deep into a postseason. So listen, you got 65 to 1 to them to win the East. You got 150 to 1 to win the NBA Finals. They're still 50 to 1 to win the NBA Finals. I would argue the 50 to 1 now not I'm not disparaging your 150 to 1 at all, right? But I would argue the 50 to 1 now is a better bet than the 150 to one at the time you made it. Yeah, I, I think with you know futures, uh, we usually, I, I you know, I I usually don't met, bet many futures preseason. But if it's a team that I think is uh, that I'm way higher on than when the market is, I want to get in early because I hope you know I'm thinking those odds are going to drop all the way. But yeah, I understand. You know, like, yeah. like Danielle said, you could have gotten them 100 to one before mm-hmm. the game last night. Yeah. Before we hit go. break here, uh, there is a pause in the game. If you do want to get in, it's 12 to two. In favor of the Bucks, if you believe in the Nets, uh, plus six and a half right now at DraftKings. So you're getting six and a half points with the Nets, plus one ninety five on the money line. If you did want the Nets, uh, they have started off with two points from Kevin Durant, but Griffin O of one, Harris Brown, Harden have all missed two shots apiece. Um, Twelve to two, seven thirty two left in the first quarter. I have a lot on the nets already in terms of the uh, money line and the uh, points spread. <laughs> I might take six and a half right now on break. Matter of fact. Matter of fact, I might do that. Uh, let's talk some NFL next. Danielle's got some uh, some passing props, perhaps beyond. Quarterback season totals on the way right here on Prime Primetime Action. the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app and use promo code VSIN to get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters, DraftKings. You can bet on it. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Gil. Oh, we're having a little uh, donuts, uh, cronuts, croissant debate here off air. A classic. Once again, with Beeson Plus Plus is uh, with you, we'll uh, be sure to have that as part of the discussion. And you said about people who don't like croissants, Danielle, what did you say about them? People who don't like croissants? Yeah. People who don't like themselves. Well, well yeah. words of wisdom. Danielle Alvari. Another Alvariism. Shots at an associate producer, Isaiah Wrinkle downstairs. Yes. It's honestly absurd that he doesn't like croissants. <laughs> no, everybody likes croissants. Like, that's crazy. He did, he did say cronuts are okay, though, Matt. Because yeah. it's really, you're okay. just adding more mm. flaky layers when you're doing yeah. a croissant just, with a donut. So to not like it, I mean. Kid. Gil- Kids these days. He's Gil- a, what's he? He's not a, he's not a, he's a gen, what are they? What's Z. He? Z. He's a Z? Yeah. Disease. Oh, Grandpa. Seriously. <laughs> Disease. Uh, all right, Daniel. Oh, you, you, have some, uh, you have some quarterback props for us. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Matt is like needs a cane. Disease. Okay. So NFL quarterback season totals. These odds are from uh, points bet, actually. So if we take a look here, Dak Prescott passing touchdowns. The number's 30 and a half. He's ahead of Ryan Tannehill. His number's 28 and a half. Matthew Stafford for the Rams now, 26 and a half. Trevor Lawrence sitting at 24 and a half for, again, passing touchdowns. Carson Wentz. Numbers 23 and a half with the Colts. Daniel Jones, 23 and a half. Ryan Tannehill, uh, 
also on the Washington football team there. Ooh. Let's skip ahead to Zach Wilson at 22 and a half. Mm, yes, that's our uh, that's I think our Ryan error. Tannehill will have more passing touchdowns uh, on the Titans. Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously, <laughs> who we were referring to at 22 and a half. I think that it's, it's Tannehill's going to have more yeah. Titans touchdowns than he yes. will Washington football team yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, that's a just soft prediction. Gil, just my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I mean, I, I do think Dak Prescott is appropriately the high man here at 30 and a half. Bad defense, good offense, a lot of opportunities. I get the 30 and a half. Would I go over on that? I certainly wouldn't go under and want to live through that bed. Uh, so it's not something I'm gravitating towards. Um, I don't have any real conviction here off the top on any of these guys, to be quite Zach honest Wilson's with you. Wilson's number there for the Jets at 22 and a half? I mean, I don't love it. I would, I would go under it. I would lean... I would lean under. I mean, like, so Prescott's is, yes. So Dax is appropriate. Tannehill, if you believe that he, you know, adding Julio Jones helps him out a little bit, then, yeah, he's he's appropriate as well sitting at that. The interesting one, I think, for me, does come down to, the, to, to Trevor Lawrence and kind of like what that team is going to be what that team's identity, what they're going to do with him. Is he going to be throwing all the time? Are they going to go ahead and try and run the ball a ton? I mean, you know, it, they did take a running back in the first round. Now we know that they're trying to move him to the to wide receiver, which is the weirdest thing in the world. Yes. But, like, um, that one's interesting to me as well. Um, I'm assuming that number where we have uh, Tannehill number two it's is supposed to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Yes. Um I would take the over on him. That was the on, one. On, on Fitzpatrick. Yes. If Fitzpatrick over seems seems pretty that that's the one that I like too. Mm-hmm. Um they they drafted well at wide receiver. Um obviously they picked up Curtis Samuels. They already have Terry McLaurin. They've got uh Logan Thomas at tight end, Antonio Gibson in the backfield. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick has the tools to get above twenty two and a half. And again, they don't have to be flashy. Uh, you just have to get the number ever, any which way. The Ryan Tannehill one is interesting, too. Now, obviously, with Julio Jones, right? Uh, Ryan Tannehill had 33 touchdown passes last year for the Tennessee Titans. His number set at 28 and a half. Not sure how you feel about going over on that. But I do like that. Ryan Fitzpatrick being a much lower threshold. Ryan Fitzpatrick and, is in Zach Wilson range. And you get you yeah. get the Cowboys twice. Yes. You get the Eagles twice. Yeah. So, like, two defenses that should be able to be picked on. So, you get, you get four games against those defenses as it is anyway. And then a guy that, like we said, I mean, the one thing about to, to his – for us, like celebrating and also to his detriment is the fact that I mean he's he's a gunslinger, right? So I mean he he will get out there and, and probably make some passes he shouldn't, but I mean sometimes those turn into to massive plays as well. So of all of the ones listed up there, for sure, I think that uh, I think that Fitzpatrick would be the one the over twenty two and a half on Fitzpatrick would be, be be the one that I would be willing to bet put in my account anyway. because of the low bar. I'm going to go with it. the The other one that I would ask about is Matthew Stafford going to the Rams, 26 and a half. He had 26 last year with the Lions. Uh, a couple years before that, 19 and 21. But here, here's, here's his years before that, 29, 24, 32, 22, 29, 20, 41. So it's really every other year he exceeds that number kind of thing. Uh, now he's with a new team, new weapons, supposedly rejuvenated. But I don't know, 26 and a half. I mean, it's better 
it's almost better everything around him other outside of like number one receiver because I mean I think Galladay still you know yeah. compared to just about anybody but but the line's better the, the everything's better he should have better field position he should like, like everything the defense should create him some short fields more often like things like that so I mean like there's there's a lot of things going in his favor as well that's the other thing I think we don't we don't consider these things a lot of times as well is is how many, how much is the defense going to create for you as well you know i mean like if you have a really poor defense and you're never getting turnovers you're never getting short fields and you're never getting like opportunities to punch it in from 20 25 yards out 30 yards out and not having to drive the length of the field i think that you know a team like the rams with the defense that they have are going to give him some short fields. Are going to give him some opportunities to to get some kind of cheap touchdowns as well. So, I mean, I would certainly only play the over on Stafford. I'm not in love with that yeah. one, but I would only play the over and not the under for sure on ten, uh, on uh, on Fitzpatrick. Same deal. I would only play the over and not the under. I think with Wilson for me, I would only play the under and not the over. That's so right. I think there's some that kind of like you, you know, none that I'm like rushing to throw in the account, but definitely leans on the way that they are. Uh, yeah, I don't love any of it, but Ryan Fitzpatrick over and Zach Wilson on are probably the two, the two twenty-two and a half. Did we cherry pick these, by the way, Kelly? There are others, right? I would imagine. No, no, these are, uh, I, I think points bet is slowly listing oh, every really? team, but this is all the quarterbacks they did have listed. Oh, interesting. The, uh, the, the, the Stafford point's interesting, Matt, because I wonder, you know, you're taking a guy who's kind of ha- like thrown the ball, coming from a team where he's throwing the ball, what, 50 times a game so many times, like where he's he's throwing touchdowns in garbage time. He's kind of like, we always call him the king of the backdoor cover in, the, in Detroit because he was always getting there. But it is interesting when you talk about a quarterback that was doing that, and now you're going to a team where you're right, you should have short fields. So it's like, I don't really know what to expect as far as touchdown numbers. Maybe those are, are about even. I, I the one thing that we would think is interceptions should be way lower for Matt Stafford. You would think. <laughs> That's the one I, mean, I would he's, he's going. He, 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 will, he will definitely have a better line. There's, well, there's no doubt about that. Didn't we do interceptions at one point? Didn't we have that as one of our props uh, earlier? For the rookies we had. For the rookies, yeah. For the yeah. Rookies. That, to me, is a much more bettable thing than anything. Because you're expecting those. Oh, yeah. You're, uh, yeah. I mean, and and as I recall, I felt like it was a an over on both of those guys. Lawrence, just on the fact that they'll be throwing the ball all around the yard, mm-hmm. one would think. Uh, and Zach Wilson, just because, look, they're going to be they're going to be trailing a whole bunch, too. Sorry, Jets fans. And I really don't know. We don't I mean, we know what level Trevor Lawrence played at in college, just with the elites of the college game. I don't know. We'll see what the step up is for Zach Wilson against a whole different speed of defense. And so that, that, to me, if you can find those interception props, that's even more interesting. May, we, uh, may I interrupt this for a WNBA winner video? Please. Times two? Please. Because the game did stay under, and the Storm won by 17, so that Storm minus 15. Oh, man. We'll take it. So that's go, a double Danielle. winner. Nicely done. One of, these, uh, one of these quarterback markets we've talked about a ton is who is going to start week one for various teams and stuff. Um, Coming out of Chicago today, Matt Nagy, not that you would expect anything different from this guy. Um, one, way too early anyway to why, why you would announce this today. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, like, what good is this doing you and whatever? But uh, told Chris Collinsworth that there is um, not a plausible scenario that Justin Fields is a starting quarterback in week one. Andy Dalton is our starter. Justin is our number two. And we are going to stick with this plan. You just got to trust the plan with that within a minute that market was yanked down off of all of the sports books and so um 
if you did get on Andy Dalton, we were very, very high on Andy Dalton being the week one starter as it yes. was anyway because we didn't think they would throw him to the Wolves, the Wolves being the Rams in week one, the Browns in week three. It looked like a softer landing spot in week four with the Lions, but um, it looks like they have all but confirmed that, that is going to, to be the case. We were, we were pretty clear on all those first names. I, I, I don't get that, though. Like, I don't get like, – like you said, what, the timing's weird to me. Why because, do it June the 15th? Because it just doesn't like if – if you're the rookie – like, so you just know for sure every day you had to practice that you can't beat this guy out. Or so, like, at least at least wait a month well, or so. And, like, I just don't get it. And even if that is your plan, and even if you were okay with making that public, what you're, you're ruling yourself out from that changing over the next couple months? Like, what if Justin Fields is incredible and way better than right. you thought? Like, why? That's really odd to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nuts. But um look, we thought it would be Dalton anyway. Yeah. But like, you know, and hopefully you got that in before the, the market got pulled because I mean literally within a minute, like mm-hmm. it was the this tweet came out and then like all the markets came down everywhere. But uh yeah, it was only minus two fifty for Dalton to start week one for the Bears and that seems to be seems to be the case here because Rookies can't play, Gil, apparently, or whatever. Matt, any stuff. comments on uh, Kyle Shanahan coming out and saying uh, he's amused by all anyone who thought he ever for a minute would draft Mac Jones? Was trading up to draft no Mac Jones? I have no comment on that at all. No, no. I, just <laughs> no I just have no comment oh, on that what's, whatsoever. <laughs> you know? Just curious if you yeah. had a reaction. No, no, no comment on that. Just, just whatsoever. Okay. It just uh, there were there were a lot of people who were very certain that that was yeah. going to happen. Um, so, but we've we, with the first snaps, we really did feel uh, Justin Fields week four with the Lions. Trey Lance later in later. the season because of Jimmy G. I'm trying to remember who the other ones were at uh, the time. Fairly, uh, fairly confident as well in uh, in Cam Newton. As Cam well, Newton being the That's first right. one, you know, over over Mac Jones. Yeah. I think that they give Cam a chance to fail, you know, and then they and then they move to Jones. Sounds sounds reasonable. Sounds reasonable. All those uh, available from time to time at DraftKings and uh, other places as well. We'll come back. We'll update all the scores. We'll talk U.S. Open with Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel. It's coming back right here on Veasan's Prime Time Action. <laughs> 